1: Hey, look at you, all grown up and needing car insurance. You don't have to freak out if you got a driving record that's not so hot or worry if you aren't sure exactly what you need. Able Insurance has your back. Pass up the national insurance companies where you're just another number and keep your auto insurance right here in Charlottesville. 979-0814 is the number. AbleInsurance.com is the site.
0: What up, what up, what
2: up, the ball hawk show? Say one more
0: time. What up,
1: what up, what up, the ball hawk show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to the ball hawk show. Podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. And as always, I definitely appreciate you rocking with your boy to see what's new on the podcast. So I got a new series right now dedicated to the Wahoos. It's called Who's on the Line or Huey, Huey, yeah, yeah. We call it the Huey, Huey. It's the way I got former Wahoo Chris Peace on the line with me today. We're going to talk about what he's been doing since the belk bowl win we're gonna reflect on how he got to uva you won't believe the sport he played before he got to uva and we're gonna talk about when bronco came in the building and we'll also talk about practicing on christmas day this year so i ain't gonna talk your head off you know what you got to do make sure you subscribe go to apple itunes leave a review go to instagram and twitter at ironballhawk ball hawk hit that follow button and holler at your boy shut the hell up juice style let's go What's going on? Got my man Chris Peace on the line with me. Chris, what's good with you, man? Man, much man. Thanks for having me. Hulk. Always, bro. You know how to reach out to you and uh, just chop it up with you. See what's going on since the Belk Bowl win. Uh, first of all, man, how was that to end your UVA career with the big bowl win? Because I never won the bowl, so tell me how it feels to win the bowl game. Uh, it was man. It was it
2: was kind of indescribable, man. Uh, definitely amazing. Like, you know, uh, especially from last year, that military bowl, man, that, stuck, that stuck pretty uh, much with us the whole season. So, just to bounce back from that, you know, a, a big goal of us was just to uh, win the Winter bowl game this season. And uh, we did that. So, especially a goal like that, my senior year, my last game, that's, man, it, it was a crazy feeling.
1: Yeah, it definitely was, bro. And uh, coming off last season, like you said, you talk about that military bowl, it wasn't a showing like you guys wanted. But the transition from, you know, you came in with Coach London, he recruited you from seven five seven. 757. Um, before we talk about college even more, can you kind of reflect on your journey in high school and how you ended up at UVA for those who don't know?
2: Yeah, so, uh, I started off high school actually not playing uh, football. Uh, I played volleyball my freshman year. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, football, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I tried it, you know, middle school, you know, little league. And I don't know. Like I guess I I didn't really think much of it. I didn't think I was good at it. But uh, you know, I had a good friend. He went to Indian River with me, Andrew Brown, and he uh, told me to give it give it a shot again. So tenth grade, I started playing again. Uh, still, I wouldn't say I was like the best yet. Still, just uh, a real a real lanky, wrong dude. I um, was still in Indian River. I ended up transferring over to Dupont Do. Uh, went to Woolwick High School, my junior season didn't really do much at all either. And uh, I don't know, my senior year just really changed. I put on like 40, 50 pounds in the offseason. Just went from catching balls to putting my hand in the dirt. and uh, I ended up having 20 sacks my senior year. Uh, still was pretty raw, just basically just running a, a drag route to the quarterback. That's <laughs> how my coach described it.
1: Yeah, you pay for B2 um, also. Shout out to B2. yeah.
2: Yeah, I finished at uh, Debbie High School. And uh, as far as the recruiting process, I wasn't a big-time prospect at all. I um, think I had an office stake off me late in January. And then uh, UVA, Coach Higgins, Mike London came down to recruit me uh, about two weeks before National Signing day and mm. that's how I ended up at
1: UVA. Wow, so two weeks before NLI Day, they came – and talked to you and offered you. Matt, what, what was that like, bro? Because it had to be kind of nerve-wracking from a sense that you you knew you had the talent. And like you said, you was recruited by a local, uh, local university, North State. But when they came and walked in the door and was talking to you, did you have any inclination that they would offer you? Or you pretty much thought that they were just inquiring about you last minute? Um,
2: honestly, that whole process was kind of surreal. I remember when... Uh or something that actually came in. I ain't even... I seen like a V-saber. I ain't even know what that meant. Like, I, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out what school it was. Yeah. Uh, when I looked up and seen it was the ACC school, or UVA, I was just surprised. I was, you know, because at that moment, it was mostly D2. So, I mean, especially when they offered, man. I, I think I had to ask a few times. Like, this is a scholarship? Like, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just, uh, just a few weeks ago, even for that long mistake, I'm, I'm thinking about just... Sign up for the shipyard was, You know It just wasn't working out mm-hmm. So that whole process Is just kind
1: of surreal Yeah and a lot of folks That aren't from the 75 Sarah area The shipyard is basically The apprentice school Were well, you going to go to The apprentice school Or you you actually Just going to just work At the shipyard
2: uh, I was going to try To do the apprentice school
1: Okay so the apprentice school Is basically A school where you can Actually play sports But you also learn um, Basically <laughs> It's almost like A paid internship To to get into uh, the shipyard correct if I'm, if yeah. I'm not mistaken yeah and shout out to yeah, Elton yeah. Brown who was a, a coach there they won a national championship this past season so salute to them so you get the UVA um, couldn't believe it's surreal. how was it the first day going to class here at UVA for you because I remember back in 97 coming to my uh, yeah I'm that old my first day of school <laughs> <laughs> well how was it for you that first day of class man <laughs> for you
2: um, it was a, it was a whole different environment, um, I'm sure <laughs> you, you probably can relate too, you I from Newport News, uh, yep. UVA and Charlottesville, it was, I had to adjust to that pretty quick, so, uh, the environment, it was just new to me, um, you know, the people on campus, everything, um, the classes are a little bit, you know, a little bit harder than Dippy High School, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, he had to work a little harder, definitely studying. But uh, that first day on grounds, everything—I just remember everything was just moving so fast. You know, uh, catching a bus to class, going right back to practice. Uh, yeah, I would just say that first day, that feeling—it was just everything just moving real quick, like lightning.
1: So, did you say that you and Drew was together at Indian River? Yeah, we were. That's crazy. I never knew that, man. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the fans never knew. So you basically knew Andrew Brown in high school when y'all were basically like freshmen yeah I know what since am
2: uh, about middle school actually we went to middle school together
1: so no wonder that's your homeboy cause every time I talk to Drew he always say you know during the season he always would make sure you know you was doing straight and I never really asked him like yo I know y'all cool but how long y'all known each other so now it makes sense now yeah. it makes sense to where he told me to ask you about that dance at the ACC media day <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Drew, man, the Cincinnati Bengals. So, all right, man, let's fast forward. I know you was here with Coach London. We understand how um, how that was kind of down years. It, it was tough for just the program and alum like myself because I understood how hard you guys worked. You didn't get the uh, wins that you wanted. And then you get Bronco Mendenhall coming in here. How was the transition when Bronco Mendenhall, his staff, came in, the expectations of... He wasn't able to wear issue gear right off the bat. What 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 was your thoughts when you had to earn your jersey and all those certain steps? I mean,
2: honestly, I actually love that. You know, okay. I actually love the fact that he started everything over. You know, it won't. It ain't matter what you did before you got there. It was everybody had a clean slate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people, I guess, it was tough for. But uh, you know, I'll say about that first that first season when he came, a lot of people still won't. You know exactly with it, with the transition, but a lot of people were. But um, you know, I think that was actually probably the best thing you could have did is as far as taking everything away, stripping mm. us away from everything, and making us earn it back. Wow! Because it, it, you know, it kind of kind of humbled a lot of people. like yeah. You know like you ain't really did anything. You, you don't really deserve it yet. Mm. You know, you gotta work. <laughs> you actually gotta work for this. Yeah. yeah. That really, that really set the ground for us right there, and um that basically paved the way just to start it at you know um, and it didn't stop there like uh, even you know that every year I was there when he was there we did the jersey thing mm-hmm. earned your gear all over again
1: so all the fans love to ask about I'm glad you brought the jersey draft up so all the fans love to you know they show they dismay they think it's pointless uh, when it comes to the jersey but me personally I always felt like your teammates know what number you want and it kind of mm-hmm. shows a sign of respect of they'll leave your number there even if they are they have a higher draft order than you. Because, yeah. you know, I'll be transparent, which I remember uh, the first year and LaVroni had a different number. And I'm just saying, I was mm-hmm. just saying to myself, like a dude in the locker room, I'm like, yo, who is he not vibing with that that person just took his number like that? So when I saw he had his number back the next year, I kind of figured I would springboard him to be successful because to me it's just a testament to respect in that locker room when everybody know what number you want and they Mm -hmm. leave it alone when they draft above you you know can you can you speak to that is that partly true or is that kind of far off um i would say so uh i guess you would i
2: i get what you're saying yeah it is a testament because uh for example, it's a lot of players that won't, you know, necessarily first. Like at the time, um, I don't think Micah picked first, you know, but mm-hmm. uh anybody in front of him was gonna pick fifty three, <laughs> you know. Quinn won first uh, or Quinn won first and nobody was gonna pick number, number three of course, or even Andrew, he wasn't even on the top ten and nobody got nine, but mm-hmm. I guess it was like a level of respect that year. But mm-hmm. um it's really based on I would say for that first the first two seasons, of was, more so just your teammates voting what order, you know, you, they feel like you deserve, like, pick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that first year, yeah, it was tough. A lot of guys, I uh, didn't get the number they wanted
1: at all. What type of um, arguments was in the locker room, man? I know it had to be some type of grumbling. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you
2: got, you, you have people coming up like, yeah, like, trying to, trying to go to the captains, like, yeah, what, what idea? Can you tell me, like, what number? Like, yeah. where I am on the list, stuff like that. <laughs> trying to get, trying to get some info, but, uh, yeah, that first year, I don't think a lot of people got the numbers they wanted. Uh, even, honestly, me, I, I, I actually was going to try to get six. You know, Ben Kurt was way ahead of me, so he ended up getting six. Um, it just so happened, 13 was there, and I just split from 31.
1: Yeah, facts, um, yep.
2: And the second year was more the same thing. Your teammates pick what order. And then uh, this past season, it was different for the first time. Um, with our Coach Grizz coming in. Um, and then they all worked out a few things and uh, they changed the order from weight room and uh, performance numbers. Oh. So, uh, I don't know if a lot of fans know, uh, not everybody wears the same color gear. Um, you got some people in white, gray, orange, blue, and black.
1: Yeah, so break that and down. Break that down you for them. Break, that, break the colors down for them also because I know they always, like they just saw guys test on Twitter the other day and um, I forgot my man who took his shirt off and threw it. And I think he was going he got promoted to like orange. So. Oh, you talking about Noah? Yeah, yeah, Noah. He threw a shirt, and it was like he got promoted to a different color, and, and they don't know what the colors mean unless it's inside info and you can't give it up. Um,
2: no, I think it's uh, pretty standard. It's—it's uh, it's not that hard. Uh, I don't think it's a big secret. But uh, okay. I know, uh, for example, uh, every freshman comes in like white. Okay. You know, you work your way up to gray, you work your way up to orange, then blue, and then to black. Mm. And um those numbers they just consist in the weight room and just your power clean numbers, squat, uh, bird jump, broad, you know, we test all of that. And um basically uh like I said, there's all all those numbers keyed in combined together and that determines what uh, color you're in. And you
1: and you can't skip a color? Uh
2: yeah, you can skip a color. Oh, wow. Your weight room okay. numbers uh, allow it then, yeah, you can skip a color.
1: So if you come in like a hyena, you 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 could uh be elevated quick.
2: Uh, yeah. I'm not (laughs) sure how fast Grizz does it with the freshman down, because like Mm. I said, he got there by last season. But, uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember if he necessarily let, like, a first year just come in the first day and jump right to black.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if it worked exactly like that, but, uh, I do know from, uh, me being there, I can only remember, I think, two people in black, uh, Jordan Ellis and, uh, Juan Antonio.
1: What is it like, man? The the Jordan was like the number one draft pick two years in a row. What what was he doing? Did he not go home and just sleep at the McHugh and get up and lift before all you Um, that's crazy. I actually
2: lived with him for two years. Uh, I'll be the first to tell you, he was he went home too much. <laughs> every every time I knocked on the door, he was gone, and uh, I just go to McHugh to see the indoor. Just randomly going there, and he just dripping the sweat. It was always like that. Since I met him, he just, yeah, he really doesn't take a day off. Uh, he probably needs to chill out sometime. He, he just goes hard every single day.
1: But it's ironic that you live with him because just talking to scouts and, and coaches, I mean, you got the highest praise you can get from anybody that a scout was like, he's never seen anybody with the type of motor that you have when they watch you practice and play. So, I mean, you know, they always say iron sharpens iron. So you wasn't. It wasn't like you was lagging behind. You guys was feeding off each other, so. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, so um, it was it was like that since we met each other.
1: Wow, that's crazy. So, all it right, was, man, let's go ahead and fast forward to you to last year, not this past year, but the, the the winning season when you got to the bowl game. Um, take me to the Boise State game. What was what was that turning point like when you guys went out there to Boise, Idaho, and smacked them down on national TV? What was that feeling like in the locker room?
2: Nah, it was it was amazing. For one, uh, most mostly everybody on that team was there when we last played Boise. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know on, we lost like game pretty bad. Like, yep, yeah, Friday <laughs> night, ESPN. I remember it was like sixty to three or yep. sixty to seven, something crazy.
0: <laughs>
2: but uh. I don't know, that, man. I wouldn't say it was payback, but it was just—it was just a great feeling to come out on top of that game, especially the way we did. You know, that whole locker room—it was just uh, going crazy right afterwards. And I felt like that was just a start of just like new things, like new beginnings.
1: So, and then things
2: going our direction.
1: Yeah, so y'all win that big game, and then you fast forward to the Georgia Tech game. It was raining. Um, we were, every, everybody was hyped about, you know, you winning that game. You go to a bowl game truthfully, was that in your head during the game? Like, yo, we got to win this. I'm trying to get to a bowl game, or did it kind of hit you after the game? Because you're the one that actually caused the errant pass, if people don't know. You got the pressure. Similar to the North Carolina game also, when you got the sack, when they try to say it was a face, man. So, you know, what, what was that feeling like during the game, playing Georgia Tech? It was a sloppy game. They run that triple option. It was, you know, it, it's physical. You can you you could be a testament to that being a linebacker playing against that triple option. Uh, but- yeah,
2: um, man, we played that game like it was like it was a game seven, <laughs> like like I a mean, nah. Literally, we we played every single snap as hard as we could. Mm-hmm. We uh literally had the mindset like if we we'll don't win this game, then, you know There ain't no more games. Like, yeah. We uh yeah that game was do or die, and uh, it was you felt the energy from the first snap. Everybody was having fun. And uh we never just we never for a split second thought we was gonna lose that game. We just always kept faith that game, uh the sidelines. If you just go back and look, we just had it was just energy, electric the whole time.
1: And then if we so we already talked about the military bowl, we're not gonna go to the bad parts. But then you go into your senior year, you're a captain, a lot of expectations. Um you start out the season winning and how how did it feel because you got here when you guys weren't winning and then you get into your senior year, you're a captain and now you're ranked in the top 25 you know you beat a Miami team everybody's respecting you now you know personally how did it feel to see UVA ranked in the top 25 while you're a part of the football team um
2: honestly I remember that when we got the ranking I mean I was happy but at the same time I was like we still got so much so much more of a way to go um Cause similar to last year, I think what we started five and one or six and one, yeah. we started. We got a hot start last year too, and uh, my junior year we started five and one and then lost like five of the last six. Yep. And I think my main thought with that was like I don't want that to happen again. So uh, you know I was happy, but I I wasn't at ease. I was still on edge. Um, I tried to get the whole team, the whole mindset, to be on edge still because things can go south real fast once you uh, think you arrive
1: and then you guys you know you, you get the heartbreaker versus Georgia Tech and then we mm-hmm. go down to Virginia Tech another heartbreaker so two overtime losses um, pretty much close to a 10 win season with a lot of people who think you guys would win you know more than four games um, yeah then you're going you lead leading up to the bowl week and I saw an interview that you did with a young man on YouTube and you said you hated the bowl practices especially because coach had you practice on Christmas Day ah look look man <laughs> I would have been pissed if Coach had have you practicing on Dago Christmas Day. What was that like? Did, did he have presents waiting for you all in the locker room when practice was done or something?
2: I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it this day. <laughs> I love-hate relationships that week. Um, you know, usually I'm, I love practice, everything about practice. But that day, I think that was the first time I did not want to practice. Like literally I was just like oh, I don't want to be out here <laughs> It was Christmas You know I remember Mendehal said That's the, be- the best gift- The best gift He can give us Was cr- uh, Christmas practice
1: mm. yeah. You thought he was joking too He was like I thought I would have waited for a smile Or a drum Drum line or something like. No, nah,
2: you- nah, When he said Nah When he says Anything he says On the team that's, that's for real <laughs> Ain't no jokes <laughs> But uh that whole that whole pack the whole two weeks man I say it was real similar. Probably worse than Fall Camp, honestly. Like literally, it was it was fall camp all over again and um
1: mm.
2: Man it was I knew I knew South Carolina offense, you know, better better than we knew our own defense. That's, wow. that's how much we went over over and over and you know, I say I hate all that, but big shout out to Coach Mendenhall, Coach Howell. Thanks. You know, he prepared us yeah. more than more than anybody will ever
1: know. How how was it and, to play uh, to play uh, with coach? You know, being in the meeting room with Coach Shane and stuff. You said, can you repeat that? Coach Shane, your your linebackers coach. Yeah. How was oh, uh, how is was it being coach. in the locker room? He always seemed like he got a lot of energy, man. How was how was it like being coached up by him? Uh, coach Pop, man, he, he
2: gives it all every single day. Uh, he you know he can get it. He can get on edge sometimes. He can get real hard, but uh, it's all out of love. But uh, every single day, it's uh, just a little mental hard He just expects a greatness out of him. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he's done a tremendous job with me, you know, with Snowden, you know. Yeah. When you first look at Snowden, his first year, he won't nothing but, like, a like a bucko five soaking wet. <laughs> and, uh, kind of turned into a force last year. So it's going to be exciting to see what
1: he does next year. Yeah, Snowden reminded me of when Chris Candy got here. You know, he was similar built to Snowden, just a tall basketball-looking guy. And then Chris Candy turned out to be, you know, an NFL Super Bowl winner and now on, you know, Fox Sports. So I definitely can understand the transition from just a tall, lanky dude just coming into his own. Yeah, the Snowman going to be – he definitely going to be a problem. So they ain't going to hold yeah. up too much more of your time. I definitely wanted to uh, – oh, I wanted to ask you – was it a, was it was the practices this year for the bowl games harder than the military bowl, or it was just more focused because of the military bowl? Uh,
2: I would say more. It was a tad bit harder and a tad t- a lot more focused. Definitely
1: a lot more focused. Okay. All right. So since since the bowl the big bowl win, fans want to know you know what has Chris Be- Peace been up to? Did you relocate to train? Who are you training with? Um and, and what are you looking forward to for your pro day on the 28th? It's the 28th, right? March 28th? Yeah,
2: the 28th.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, I'm I'm out here currently in Newcastle, Pennsylvania at a Grissetti performance. Uh, actually, me, uh Olamide, Tim Harris, and uh, Jordan Love. We we all four came here. Okay. And uh, you know, just some of the vibes, just like being at school with them dudes. But uh, it's been, you know, it's been nothing but work down here. As far as pro day, I'm just man, I'm just ready to get it over with show everybody what I can do.:
1: Was it easier as far as the trans the relocation because you got your brothers there with you guys? Um, you probably live together too, right? Uh,
2: we're in separate rooms, but uh yeah, we're in the same basically building, but uh definitely it made it smooth to being
1: with familiar faces for sure what so what time you start your day like 5.30?
2: Uh, so we all got different groups uh, Some groups uh, I had an early group 6.30 mm-hmm. uh, They're on a little later group But uh, it all just depends You know Different variations Throughout the whole week
1: And what was your feeling When you was watching The the NFL Combine Were you just kind of Watching what everybody's times were and, and, and the feedback they were getting Or did you pretty much just Focus on your own training And yourself
2: um, Watching it Obviously a little disappointed I couldn't be there But mm-hmm. uh of course, yeah, just looking at the top performance from everywhere, from D-linemen to linebackers, edge, everybody. Just uh, basically getting an idea, you know, what I had to post on pro days and basically match up with them dudes.
1: Have you tried to gain additional weight, slim down, or pretty much just stay the same and, or, and get stronger?
2: Um, I'm about the same weight around that 240 to 245 area, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely I say I cut up a lot more. I've
1: been here, for sure. And you know, you're number number thirteen all time on the sacks list at UVA. Are you? Have you been more so trying to show scouts that you can also drop as a backer, or you just been focusing as if you're just a three-four backer coming off the edge, getting after the quarterback? Um,
2: definitely, probably. I know, uh, probably the question mark is can I cover. So uh, definitely, been trying to work in space while I've been here, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but
1: at the same time still been um, working on the edge things as well definitely bro and uh, let one last one, one fun last question for you I remember the process going through the draft I'm not going to ask you a question that's going to incriminate you but in the perfect world if you couldn't play for all 32 teams what was your childhood team and would you love to play for them uh, my childhood team would be the Rams. Uh, ironically, as soon as I think where I started watching football in 2000, they was in the Super Bowl. So
2: I just hopped on the bandwagon, but uh, I would for sure play for them. You know, um, I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind playing for any team, but yeah, that was my childhood team. And yeah, I wouldn't mind playing for them at all.
1: Well, Chris, man, I definitely appreciate you taking our time your day to come on the Ballhawk Show, man. The fans definitely appreciate you just sharing your experience, sharing your story, and sharing your journey. You want to shout out your agent or anybody right now before we before we dip out? Uh
2: man, just shout out the UVA football team. I know they're grinding right now. You
1: know, I'm happy to see happy to see that, man. But definitely, man. So we got Chris Peace, man. He us with his time. Definitely gonna keep praying for the bowler to keep uh, preparing to. Achieve his dream, man. Came a long way. Was a long shot. Got a last-second scholarship offer from Virginia. Took full advantage of, like I said, number 13 all-time in sacks. Now he's about to do it all over again for the people who don't believe. Chris Peace is definitely a problem. And when he on that field, he ain't about peace. So I appreciate you, Chris. Thanks. There you have it, folks. Chris Peace. Give it up for Chris Peace coming on the show, taking time out of his busy day out of the training his recovery period to be a part of the ball hawk show podcast He's always been a major supporter of my podcast and also to shut the hell up juice brand so salute to Chris P. 757 you know how we rock you know how we ride together and um yeah man that that's it you know just a candid conversation two homeboys kicking it just providing info for the fan base uh, i know you guys want to know what each one of these young men are doing to lead up to the draft so hopefully before UVA Pro Day comes about on the twenty eighth of March, I could get each one of them on the line so they could tell you about their journey and a little bit of inside info like he did about playing volleyball. But that's all I got, man. Ball hawk show. Who's on the line?
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Be great.
0: I want the whole world spin my record. Cheryl, the hoodie styles, check game. Stay free records. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Show the girl Felt the deaf and I'm massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a fitty hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat constant cause I massage. I come through about a whole kind of lodge. I be massaging. I be massaged. I'm coming do a catalyst and massaging. Yeah, boats I'm constantly massaging. I got GPS's, I be massaging. I catch croaking fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and oodles, I be massaging. Turn out the ghettos, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. I even gold teeth, I massaging. A pinky ring iced out cause I'm massaging I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging I got ten dollars, I be massaging I got a thousand dollars, I be massaging I got twenty-two cents and be massaging I take a penny and be massaging I tell shorty girl fat, I be massaging you big too, I be massaging I be massaging, I be massaging I got a GPS stern with massaging Whole shit, road chain be massaging. I got a f***ing it, I've been massaging. I got a 12 gauge pump, i massage. I got a hundred thighs, i massage. Ain't broke, i be been massaging. I stay paid, i be been massaging. I stay late, i be been massaging. I hit the pool all night, cause I'm massaging. She wanna come through loaded and massage. Whole cheese, we've been Bad new parts, constantly massage. Ain't no joke. I be massaging, even the bacon and eggs I be massaging. Huh? Polo shirts, chateau Adidas, I be massaging. I love you, sweetie cake. Spin my record, let me give you the game. Oh, how to get rich? Take a penny and flip a penny, The 40 billion. Huh? Why I be massaging? What? Right. Car stern wheel. I be massaging the whole, the whole label of the state free records in the VA. Oh, we be massaging. Let's have a money shot.